Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the writing room for episode two. In this episode, we're going to be learning about creating and structuring our paradigm for our script. Stay tuned for more. So now with your ideas fleshed out, and now that you have a, a rough structure, a rough picture of what you have in your head of the beginning, middle, and end written down in small paragraphs, now we start working on our paradigm. Now, Sid Field stresses the importance of the paradigm many times in his writings, and the reason being is because the paradigm is the ultimate structure of script writing. It is the form. The structure is the form. And so it's basically just a very detailed blueprint. I mean, you can make your paradigm as general as you want to, but you can also expand on it detail by detail. And in fact, the more you work on your paradigm and the more you flesh it out and write it out there on that line, the better you can write your script when you start getting to it. Now, We've talked about how a paradigm can holds the beginning, middle, and end on it. Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3. But, now that you have your basic ideas for the beginning, middle, and end, you have your Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3 already on your line graph. So, again, in your mind, picture that line that goes from point A to point B. And on that line, you cut it into three pieces. First piece is your act one, your beginning. Second piece is your act two, your middle. And third piece is your act three, your resolution. Now, a movie is typically what, like two hours? So when you look at this line graph that you split into three parts, you got your act one, and now it's typically common knowledge. It may not be exact from time to time, but when it comes to screenwriting, they say that one page is roughly one minute of film when it comes to writing. So the standard would be what? 120 pages. And so when you're looking at your, your paradigm, your act one is typically going to be one to 30 pages total. Then you have your act two, which is usually from page 30 to your page 90. And then act three is pages your page 90 to page 120. So you can see the bulk of your story is in Act 2, as that's where a lot of the rising action is. But Act 1 and Act 3 are still just as pivotal for setting up your story. Now, in Act 1, your first 30 pages, typically you'll describe your opening world, things before the events start rolling out. This is what we call the normal world in most... Uh, most situations. For example, in the film Kung Fu Panda, take Kung Fu, take Kung Fu Panda for example, the first 30 pages of the film, or I guess the act one, describes Poe's life in uh, cooking. You know, his life working as a chef, um, making noodles, serving them, but you can see that he has this desire for something more in his life. This is normal life before a change starts happening. Act two, clearly this is when Poe the Panda is training and learning martial arts. Even though he's not very good at it, 
He's still giving it all he can while learning about the other members of the Furious Five at the temple where he's training. Act three, of course, is the resolution where Poe goes face-to-face with Tai Lung, the main antagonist of the film. And in fact, there's actually a, uh, there's a very unique, uh, there's a very unique plot structure, story setup style that you can also practice with, um, with writing characters and writing your story that actually works very well with Kung Fu Panda. I believe it was the be, do, have technique of writing things, but be, do, have means being, doing, and having. So this also describes your Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3 in terms of progressing the story with your character. So you have your being, which is Poe. He's a chef, a server, wants more out of life. Then you have the doing. Poe decides to move on towards his goals by going to the temple, training, trying to become a martial artist, and then having is the resolution. The only way that Poe can really take on Tai Lung and face his resolution in the plot is having what he needs to face it. And to get what he needs to have, he has to find that in Act 2. We uh, Later in the episodes, we'll discuss more about designing character and about applying them to your story in terms of themes and plot. But for now, we'll continue on with the paradigm. So, like I was saying, your act one, that's your normal life. Your act two, that's where you make your attempts. That's the bulk of the movie. That's where they're doing the most things, the most action, the rising action. Then your act three, which is your resolution, where everything starts wrapping itself up. Now... For the exercise for this particular chapter that Sidfield writes about, based on the paradigm, um, before you can express your story dramatically, you must know four things. You have to know your ending, you have to know your beginning, your plot point one, and your plot point two. Now, a lot of people disagree with the ending first. Typically, they want to, when they write, they want to start with the beginning and work their way down, kind of worm their way because they can't figure out an ending yet. But Sidfield runs into this problem a lot of the time with his students. And honestly, I believe the same thing until I started putting it into practice. And honestly, no one else knows your story but you. So you have to know your ending first. Because if you don't know where you're going, then you can't really begin anywhere else. So you start on your paradigm. Try to write out what briefly happens in your act one on the paradigm. Then for the act two section of it, write out briefly what happens in act two. And then for the resolution resolution section, write out what you had for act three. But now we're going to be adding specific things. So on your paradigm, try to figure out what your ending is going to be for your story. What is going to happen? What is it that your character wants that he gets in the end of the story? And put that at the end of your paradigm first. Next, 
you're going to work on your beginning. What is, what is this character's life like before everything changes? What is it that establishes his need? What is his life like when he knows what he wants or when he thinks he wants something more for himself or herself? And then now next we have plot point one and plot point two. Now, plot points are the basically the events that transition an act into another act. They progress the story and they progress the character. For example, uh, let's take Spider-Man, directed by Sam Raimi featuring Tobey Maguire. Now, in that movie, your plot point one is Peter Parker getting his spider powers. It takes his normal life and spins it around and transitions it into something different. A series of events that unfolds later into a resolution, your act two. So for your plot point one, put it on your paradigm and try to figure out what happens in the normal world that spurs your character to move on and try to accomplish this particular goal or want in their mind. Or maybe your plot point one could be something that establishes that want. And for your plot point two, that's where you're going to be looking for your transition from act two to act three. So, and if we go back to Spider-Man again, this is likely where, um, this is where Aunt May is attacked. Mary Jane is kidnapped. Peter Parker has to face Green Goblin for this final fight to save the ones he loves. Because now he, the Green Goblin knows who Peter Parker is. He knows that he's Spider-Man. And Peter has no choice but to face this or lose his loved ones. Now, take your time working with this. You know, There's no exact right or wrong answer. Again, this is just something to help you get your mind in order. So that when you start writing, you can really start tackling it. And next time we'll discuss, we'll probably discuss a little bit more about writing your act one, but we'll probably discuss the four pages, which is the next step in organizing your thoughts for your script. I'm Hector, and this is The Writing Room. Tune in next time.